0: welcome back to keeping tabs i'm tabitha crock and let's first thank our sponsor 32 below Froyo, and more they are officially open here in cordelaine idaho so make sure you follow them on all their social media to keep up to date on everything happening all right so today's guest is derek garcia derek garcia is a triathlete ironman pro coach cancer survivor father and much more so enjoy the episode okay i have derek garcia with me today and derek i have known for a while now through the i guess running community triathlon community um and he's doing some really cool things now switching some gears so first of all thank you derek for coming on today
1: absolutely yeah thanks for having me
0: so tell us a little bit about you um and what your like a little bit of your background so if someone doesn't know who you are um, a little yeah. bit about you and your background with triathlons um, and, you know, a little bit about who you are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in the Coeur area. I went to Coeur high school and I was planning to go play college baseball. I kind of had major burnout my senior season and I just failed. And sometime in the I don't know. I think it was my second year of college. I was like really just getting bored. I I had no competition anymore. I knew I didn't want to play baseball. Uh, but it was something that, yeah, I, I wanted competition. And somebody asked me to do the post-falls duathlon. And so I jumped into it with not a lot of like, you know, training or thought process. I was just like, fine. And I borrowed a bike and it was a buddy of mine who was this old 80s bike and it had down tube shifters, and I was so happy because I was fourth in my age group, and then I realized there was four guys in my age group. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess that's like not very fast then. But my whole goal was to run, a so it was a 5K run, and then a, a 30K bike, and then another 5K run, and I really wanted to run the total 10, 10K running under 30 minutes and I d- barely got it. It was like 2950. And yeah, that was 15 some years ago. And yeah, but that's where my love of like multi-sport grew. I signed up for the Coeur triathlon that night after the duathlon. And I, as soon as I hit send for my credit card information, I realized I needed to learn how to swim. I didn't know how to swim. So yeah, so that was my that was my crazy experience with um, multi-sport, like just starting up in it. And it really grew from there. You know, I ended up turning professional in 2012. And that was a whirlwind year too, because I, I left my job and, and decided to move to San Diego to train. And that, that year as well, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer and this is in the midst of like raising kids too. I have three boys now. They're 13, 10, and 7. Oh wow.
0: Thirteen. So, when did that happen?
1: Oh I know. Yeah just this just a couple months ago. It's so it's so weird. Like I don't feel like I should be old enough to have a teenager but I just turned 36 and so yeah I'm in late 30s. I'm getting up there. But, <laughs> but yeah so I, the community in Coeur d'Alene has always been so supportive of everything that I've done and the really the hype surrounding Ironman is what got me interested in multi-sport to be honest I I went and volunteered a couple of times that year that I did the duathlon I volunteered and but I still didn't know much about it at that time but yeah so that's that's where you know things really started for me was back in college when I kind of got that competitive itch again and just in the endurance world. I'd never been in the endurance world by when I was 22 years old, I had never run more than three miles in like one straight stretch. And so it was quite the, you know, I lost, I don't know, 25 pounds or so, which I wasn't, I wasn't really like overweight. I just was um, more of like a different, a different type of sport. When baseball, I had a much different build. And so it took me a good five, six years to, to, kind of melt down my body into the shape that needed to be to be a athlete because you can't really carry like all that excess weight in your shoulders and chest and all that so
0: oh for sure all of the really good athletes you're just like all they are is legs when it comes yeah. to triathlon, it's, endurance
1: athletes for sure it's like, like that joke of legs of a linebacker and upper body of like a sixth grade kid <laughs>
0: exactly I, like yeah. every female and male when I when I've done endurance stuff I'm like how did they do this? There's like nothing up here and it's all just legs.
1: Yeah, it's very true.
0: That's awesome. So you've taken a huge switch of things now. Um, especially if, obviously with COVID. COVID's changed a lot of like the athletes and, yeah. I mean, and um and I know before that you had kind of switched things up and you're starting your own programs and all kinds of great stuff. So maybe tell us about what you're up to now.
1: Yeah, so as I've really you know, as I delved into triathlon, I got more and more interested in every aspect of utilizing what I could to be healthier. So, you know, first that was all sport specific, what shoes, what running technique, that type of thing. And then it became, wait, I need to learn how to eat. I need to learn how to uh, use proper equipment, all kinds of stuff. And so, you know, I went back and I took some some classes in college. I, uh, I went through a nutritionist course and personal training and things like that because really what I looked at was it was really from the standpoint of a professional athlete where if I could just gain one percent each year mm-hmm. I could gain some sort of advantage on those other competitors and any little bit that you could get I would try to do it. and really it was out of first for myself but Oftentimes, I was kind of a guinea pig for the methods and the ways that I went. And so, really, how that's transitioned is in 2010, I started a uh, an endurance coaching business. And at first, that was very much triathletes, cyclists, people that were doing all kinds of events, or maybe someone who just wants to lose some weight and do a 5K, for instance. But it was very much focused on the endurance world. Whereas, as I got towards the end of my racing career, I started to want to broaden my horizon on the people that I met as far as now I wanted to go out in just the normal business world and start working more in kind of that wellness space, which sounds very trendy, but it's, it's true that it's a lot more on people's mind now. And so I had made this transition about 18 months ago, starting to work with small businesses on their on their wellness, on their, how do you just maintain healthy eating habits and um, exercise habits? And that was where I kind of branched off and I'm still doing the endurance training, but for me, I feel, especially because it's mostly in my community in Coeur d'Alene and the the surrounding area, it's it's really near and dear to me because of the fact that I want people to see results and and I want them to be healthier. And, and so that was the transition for me about 18 months ago. And I, I'm still in that place right now.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so are you have anything new and exciting that, you know, we can look forward to that you're uh, doing along those yeah. lines?
1: Yeah. So in the kind of in the, it's been, it was really cool because like I said, in in the last 18 months, I had made this transition of out of professional racing and more focused on really growing my business which for the longest time was was dg multi Sports and the endurance and wellness side to all of that but um you know in the process is amazing how as you go along you you meet key people in your life because of the direction you're going and i always feel like when you're optimistic and you're looking for opportunity you find it you get more lucky and So in where I would say that I really lucked out and just seeing opportunity is I'm, I met a really great guy in town. His name's Shannon Horn and we become really great friends over the last two years. And, and he's been in another whole, another business arena, but he was ready to do something a little bit new. And so he still has his other stuff going on, but he, he's also a triathlete. He's a national champion. Uh, He's 10 years older than me. And he's a, He's a great guy. Like I said, we've spent tons of time. We went to Europe last year together and did a race. And anyway, so we together, uh, we started a new business. It's called Leo Core. And our thought process with LeoCore was that we wanted to have a company that we have a physical, a physical facility that is for training and nutrition and and really honing in on what people are doing from all ranges, whether it's someone who's a really high level athlete or someone who, for instance, like wants to lose 60 pounds. And then the other side of it is we're gonna have some team building and adventure events long-term. So bring in some of those businesses that I'm working with on wellness, or maybe we do something where it's even like an overnight um, camp. We actually have some some property that we have uh, in the mountains here close that we're going to utilize and so uh, even with COVID and and all of what that's done you know it's made us delay a little bit in our building but we actually are still going to put on our first event which is it's a trail 5k at the end of September it's September 26th we're calling it the tower challenge and it's going to be a very unique event i i don't even maybe the person that goes the fastest might go somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 26 minutes and so that's pretty slow i mean that's eight eight almost nine minute pace for because it's difficult but then also we have there's some stuff that's going to happen during the race that i don't think many have ever experienced in an event and so the other aspect of it is just as a beautiful place it's it's barely outside the town but yet you get up to a mountaintop finish. It's similar to like being on Canfield where you get up and you can see all of town, but it's just in post falls. It's, it's, um, kind of in the signal point area off of Greensbury road. If people are familiar with the area and it goes up to a radio tower, that's what we're calling it, the tower challenge. And yeah. And we're, we have some really unique stuff that we're going to give people who sign up and it's a kind of a combo thing. You know, we have, there's a, um, It's announced the kind of the announcement of our business uh, that we you know we have a building coming soon and and then also just the aspect of we are going to put on a lot of events, but they're going to be much different than what you normally go to when you just look at like the average races and and I think it's just for us we've we've raced I think together we've raced over a thousand races and all over the world too. And so we were, we came together with this idea of like, what could we do where, so like, for instance, let's say somebody gets done with a half marathon. My, my typical question is, hey, what was your time? Because I want to know, like, did they meet their time goal? Yeah. And for us, like, i am and don't get me wrong, like I was driven by that for so many years and I still will be driven. I still want to re- run Bloomsday faster than ever. Okay. But the reality is is that what I would love for for our events is when you say, Hey, how did the race go? The time doesn't even come to mind. Yeah. It's not even what you think about. You just are like, it was so fun. And this per I ran into this person and the the atmosphere and the experience was was huge. Like it was just fun and, and it was something that I remember. We're about making memories not creating PRs that's that's kind of one of our mottos so we really want people to make these long-term memories that really stick with them because we believe deep down that fitness is a lifestyle I know that if I travel anywhere I try to go if I have to I'll run the hotel stairs because fitness is a lifestyle for me it's not just because I'm doing a race and I think it's really relevant with what's going on with COVID too
0: oh for sure um when I was gonna ask about this race, I'm not gonna be doing some burpees or push-ups, are I?
1: <laughs> no, it's no burpees or push-ups. Okay. Yeah, that's why
0: another... I don't do the Spartan races. That's why I don't oh. do any of those races, because I'm like, I don't want to do burpees. I mm-hmm. just want to run.
1: I know. I'm I'm like the same way, like I don't want to throw a spear. No. Um, not that I not that that's completely out of the realm of possibility for an event down the road that we'd be like throwing axes or something, but no, I I don't see for CS see doing anything like that. Yeah. It's like I said, you're, I think people will be surprised. Cause I know a lot of people or there's a possibility that, you know, we might have 10 people, 15 people who have done a Spartan race and it's not what you do. De- you don't experience this in Spartan races either. So it's um, I think we've come up with something pretty unique and yeah. So we're limiting it to a hundred people Good. Yeah. Uh, because in, and we're doing a rolling start. So, I mean, we've been racking our brain because the reality was we had planned on being running full bore at this time, but we had to make the this decision of of being responsible about everything and so yeah we we did the the right thing I think to take some time and step back and see exactly what we want to do and honestly just give us some time to really hone it in and so we all summer we've been talking about how could we still possibly be do an event safely um another aspect of what we're going to do is we're going to do a rolling start since we have a hundred only hundred entrants we're gonna people are giving their proposed 5k time not based on our course but just like on a flat course and we're going to actually have the faster runners go first and the slower walkers hikers in the back which creates a longer event for us i mean that's more for course suite but we don't care we'd rather it spread out and be safe than than it be congested in any way and thankfully we're you know we're on a mountainside um, fresh air so we're trying to create everything with you know regarding our parking and pre and post race um, an atmosphere that is going to be really great and, and safe I and mean, because that's really what it comes down to is that we want people to be able to get outside and start doing stuff again and it's just unfortunate because I know so many people personally that they had so many events just one after another canceled and it's been dis- disheartening for sure
0: oh for sure i mean i was i mean obviously the quarterly marathon that's kind of our plot. we wanted to make it happen but it's one of those things that you want to do it safely and smart and it turned out so well but we did it over three days so the best yeah. rolling start you can make happen but those are yeah. i love that you guys are doing it in the way that the fastest go first and yeah you guys have to be out there longer but it does there's no thus passing and that's yeah. a huge piece. And on trail runs, you're closer together than you are on a trail or on, or like, you know, like a paved trail or road. Right. So yeah. I think it's great that you guys are doing that.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I, we, we like I said, we've tried to rack our brains on how how to make it as, as safe as possible as well as just um, as enjoyable as possible too, given, again, it, it's amazing how much just competition and, and events are so big in our lives you don't you don't realize it and it's been very strange to not to not do the normal social things just like little things going to movies going to concerts Mm. even if that's just like a local concert not I'm not talking like a big concert just a local concert where there might be 60 people in a you know in a shop or a restaurant it's so it's so weird that we haven't been doing those things and so yeah this is for us it's it's a, really about the health of it. We want people to be able to get out and, and have fun. And, and then also, you know, I hope that it gives them a small taste of what is coming for us down the road, because we, we have some big plans for how we're going to impact this area. And so, yeah.
0: I'd love that. I really do. And we both know in the racing community, a lot of people that's think they, they're training for something, Yeah. not to have any races to train for. Everyone's just kind of like, what's the point anymore? Like, and I know you say fitness is a lifestyle. I'm the same way. Like I work out every week, like three to six times a week, depending on the week. And it's part of my lifestyle, but some people need that motivation to get them out of bed or, you know, go for a run after work. So I know that races are key for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a lesson in, you know, mental fortitude and, really making people dig for why they do what they do. And that's, that can be really difficult because you, when you take away races, you have to really think why why is it that I torture myself in, in any arena, whether that's running or lifting weights or, you know, whatever it may be, rock climbing, you know, it's, there are certain things that drive people and events, truly do drive a lot especially the endurance world and mm-hmm. so i know for me i had i've had many conversations with people that you just have to really think about is this something that deep down it's something that's good for me and it makes me healthy and happy and there i've had people who have realized like wow i maybe this hasn't been as healthy of a thing for me maybe i don't need to be doing certain things because It's the emphasis was too much on a performance versus maybe just what what it does for your soul. I I mean, I know I remember post cancer there was some times where I remember I started getting to the place where if I'd get to a mountaintop, whether it was a paved road, riding my bike, or a trail run, where in the past I would have just passed it right up and gone started going downhill. And I remember getting to the tops of some mountains or some areas and being like, I'm just gonna like sit here and recognize the fact that I have healthy legs and healthy lungs and I can be out here. Because the reality was that was in question six months a year earlier. And so I think that that's part of what people need to dig into now because yeah, it's tough not having events but what if the ability to do this was completely taken away?
0: it's so true too i ran at the cordelaine half marathon last week with my mom and i haven't ran a race where i wasn't trying to get a time yeah the most fun races i have ever done it was me and my mom we had friends like cheering us on she's a police officer so there's a couple police officers out there with their lights on for us and it was just we had a blast and she's like i have to walk a little bit i'm like that's great this is fun like I was like this is I got to really embrace the running community instead of like this is my time where's my pace at like instead of like we're running next to the lake
1: it I think what it does is it brings you out of that center of the universe focus Mm -hmm. because I have been in that place of like my my race like it was always kind of sad when I would when I was really racing a lot professionally I was going to great places like I remember going to New Orleans twice Mm -hmm. and I didn't see any of New Orleans except for during the race because of the fact that you know I ran through the French Quarter in a half marathon at the end of a a half Ironman but the reality was is like pre-race I was hunkered down and tapering and not Mm -hmm. going out trying to not get sick trying to you know trying to preserve my energy don't get sunburned don't get you know something in the river Exactly. And, and water. And then post race, it was like I'm out, like I race and I'm gone. And so yeah, like so kind of the whole idea of stopping and realizing like my race, my results, me being at the center is not necessarily the biggest thing in the world. And I I experienced that uh, last October. Shannon my my partner and Leo Core, we were uh uh we went and did an Otillo race, which if people don't know, it's this... So it's an event where you run and you swim multiple segments, but with a teammate. So you don't, you don't like tag off them. And then they go, you're actually with them the whole time. You're tethered to them with a 10 meter tether the whole time. Really? So, yeah. And so we did this race in Malta, which is 50 miles South of Italy. And we, we based like a whole Europe trip around. It was really fun. And We did like a little training race in Bellingham that was much shorter, but we went into this race. It was uh, 18 miles of running and, and we went the wrong way. We actually did about 21 miles of running and we did, it was supposed to be 10 K or six miles of swimming. And I think we definitely swam an extra mile because the race weather was insane. I, though, I have never, I've raced so many places in so many different conditions and the, the water conditions in Malta, there's no way any triathlon in the U.S. would have ran even a sprint triathlon in the water. Wow. It was so insane. And every exit was rocky and, like, super jagged. Like, it was insane. Hey. And so we did it in 13 segments. So it's, like, 13 swims, 13 runs. So you maybe swim 1,000 meters, and then you run a 5K, and then the next one's 1,400 meters, and then 2K of running. And it was, it was so brutally hard. And
0: it sounds exhausting.
1: It was exhausting. But here's the thing. So I was with, with uh, my buddy and who can totally keep up with me swimming. And he got like really sick to swimming. Got mm-hmm. really, cause the chop and the, in the waves were so bad. And we had a portion of the swim where he just starts like puking and it took the pace off for me. Like it took the level back a step where the entire, that was like halfway or maybe a, even a third of the way. We had to slow way down. Wow. And so I went from like being in like super duper competitive mode to just like making sure that like we're going to get through with as much enjoyment as possible. Mm. And so I'm like running at times and we're like running through mud on these rocky cliffs. And I'm like, whoa, there's a rainbow, you know, and he, he's like back there still suffering. But I remember thinking like, my sole goal is just to get us to the finish line. Mm. And that change of focus, like I stopped looking at my watch. I didn't care at all. Yeah. And I realized like, you know, this was one of the more rewarding race experiences that I've ever had, where I probably would have just been mad. Like if it was me who got sick and it was a singular race, I probably just been mad at myself. Yeah. Whereas I wasn't mad at it. He was like, I kept saying, sorry. And I was like, there's nothing to be sorry about like you guys who cares like I'm still having fun and so yeah the whole race I was just like smiling happy the whole time and awesome. it was such a cool experience I'm like what the heck we're in freaking Europe doing some race where we're swimming in the Mediterranean like it's stupid That's, like it was so it was so fun
0: that sounds amazing yeah, um, yeah. so let's ask you a few fun questions um what is your favorite place to eat in Coeur d'Alene?
1: I really like so I would say there's two places I really like Syringa because mm-hmm. I really lo- I really like sushi
0: and they do it well for being in like Idaho and not agreed, like on the coast
1: agreed. for being yeah. inland they they are a great and I that's not a knock at all I think it's just like it's it kind of seems weird when you're inland and you're getting sushi because you're like where did you get this fish? yeah exactly but no they're great Uh, and then the other one and this is more just an atmosphere thing I really like crafted
0: yeah Uh, it's it's
1: just it's just the open seating out the fireplaces they do the turtle races on the weekend uh where they you know you not bet but you you guess which turtle is gonna win and you can win (laughs) like a dollar beer like it's one of those places that and they do have good food they have good burgers and good salads but it's like the atmosphere, typically, I mean, they're always rocking and rolling. Like, it seems like they're full all the, time. all the time, and it's, like, one of those places that, like, if you want to have a good night, I feel like, go there, start there, and then go from there. That, so, I, I like And it's right there in the hustle and bustle of, like, what our, our mini downtown scene, mm-hmm. so I, I like it that down there.
0: I do, too, and they have great selections if you want a good beer or Absolutely,
1: or yeah, a lot of good drinks, and, yeah, it's a fun little place, for sure and their
0: cocktails now are fan like fun cocktails i agree yeah. it's a great little spot yeah
1: they continue to kind of morph i feel like they yeah. they they weren't this they were they've been different in the past it seems like they just continue to get better
0: yeah i agree so. so outside of health nutrition triathlons what are your hobbies
1: yeah well you know obviously i chase my my kiddos around and so they are water kiddos like me. Like they just, they love to be in the water. So we, whether it's the pool at the Croc Center or the the lake or the river, I, we're always in the water. So that's one thing chasing them around, but I love to fly fish. I'm going fly fishing this weekend. So yeah, I had made the, I had made uh, it a priority when I moved back from San Diego that I was going to start fly fishing I had gear before I left and I never used it and I was like if I go back to Coraline, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into fly fishing so I've I've I'm not totally new but I'm also not super experienced and it's very fun it's it's still the thing about fly fishing is most places that I go it's catch and release so it's really for the sport of it it's just I don't typically eat the fish I catch but it's always in search of another like the bigger fish and it's there's a lot of movement and a lot of just like thinking about what to use and all that type of thing so it's very active and once again it's in the mountains and near the water so for me I'm super happy sometimes I get skunked and don't catch anything and I'm still (laughs) super happy
0: I love that so what is um one life lesson you have learned the hard way
1: Um, see, that's a good one. One life lesson that the hard way. Maybe I think what probably comes to mind for me is almost the idea of like measure twice, cut once. I find myself, I'm very action oriented. And so, mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I'll find that I have to redo things because I'm so enthusiastic and really want to just, like, get moving that I've found that whether it's projects or sometimes fitness related things or whatever, I'll, I'll be like, oh, that's going to work, and I just go for it, which in some ways has afforded me a lot of good things, but to be honest, I think I probably would have been better off had, at times, I slow down. And pre- think and prepare a little bit more because I'm just I'm always that type of person who just like can j- decide like okay I want to do I want to do something and I'm just gonna go for it when the reality is is that it probably takes a little bit more uh, preparation sometimes.
0: Yeah, but there's also good things in that too because I'm more that way too. Yeah. Um, but there is like people that plan too much and they're just like they just won't even just step in and do it because they're so worried about they didn't plan well enough that, and I think it just depends on the person. Like it can be a good thing and a bad thing.
1: I think probably what it kind of rolls into for me a little bit too, is that it, it I, I have this feeling that I can wait until the last minute and still create something good, like a good experience. When the Mm -hmm. reality is, is like, if you want to go camp in Glacier, you probably should prepare because there's like no campsites. Whereas I'm the type of person who I can usually make good out of like a situation that's not ideal, but I probably if I would have prepared, I could have made it so much better. So that's probably where I see it. there's like definitely pros and cons to it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so who's your uh, biggest inspiration or your hero?
1: Um, I, I think that when I look, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me to separate out when I think about people that I really, really look up to. It's uh, oftentimes it's, it's athletes, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of athletes that I looked up to growing up. And so there's, I feel like there's multiple athletes that come to mind, but it's, it's interesting because I feel like that's not necessarily like they're great athletes, but then sometimes you find out about character yeah, or whatever that, you know, maybe it's some you find out things that weren't as positive. And so, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of in like more outside of the realm of sports, even just to I've found inspiration from I, I really um, have. Have you have you ever read the, the book Thinking Grow Rich Mm-mm. by Napoleon Hill? Um, yeah, that one is. That uh, that book in general is I'm trying to think. Hold on, am I am I allowed to do this on a podcast? Right, hey, you're allowed
0: books? to do this. <laughs>
1: okay, hold on. I'm, I'm looking it up right now when it was written. So okay, hold on. So it was written. It was written in 1937. Oh, so wow. it's called Think and Grow Rich. by Napoleon Hill. I would say he's been one of the more influential. See um, C- him and C.S. Lewis, do, two authors that have been really influential just based on certain aspects of like my faith, but then also like Napoleon Hill, he brings faith into some of his stuff, but it's also, he talks a ton about envisioning your, your future success. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, his book was a life-changing book for me just in the way in which it gave me motivation and perspective to know that you can create success if you really believe in yourself and it was it was just two totally new way of thinking for me and it's cool because him why it's relevant that he wrote it in 1937 it was it was right after the great depression right around world war ii and so we're talking in a time where things to write a book that was like about being optimistic and believing in yourself, it's, it's pretty crazy because a lot of people were very down. They were they were at the worst places in their life. And yet he really emphasized the fact that the greatest opportunity presents itself in those times. And I, I think it's actually very um, pertinent to what we're going through right now that if you can manage to stay positive and believe that there's, there's great things on the other side of it, you'll see opportunity. And so I think, yeah, those are, those are probably my two C.S. Lewis and Napoleon Hill.
0: That's really awesome. So, so um, if you, let's say, let's go into inspiration or whatever you want to, but um, if you had a billboard and you could put anything on it, you could write anything on it, you could have anything, this beautiful billboard, what would it have on it?
1: I think I would, one of the things that I feel true or that is true is that every person has worthiness to them, which is a really weird kind of mushy way to say that each person is uniquely who they are. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there's relatability across all races and all religions and like i remember a specific time where i was in new york and i was on a bus and this woman got on and she was wearing just like netting it was it was pretty like you could see everything um very overweight not my religion not my race for sure and she sat next to me on the bus and we had a great conversation and i believe that it came down to the fact that from a really young age i was taught that like you can meet people from any realm of life and if you're if you open your eyes you'll find humanity in them you'll find something that is relatable you'll find something that's worth investing in and talking to and i i think that that so for me it's why is it like the idea that everybody's worthy of having like healthy relationships and, and a good life it's it's just a matter of believing it i think that that for most people is a core thing that they struggle with i mean i know i do and it's something that if if we could all believe that it would help with so many things and so i think that that's i think that's what my billboard would say but i don't know if it would work that sounds like it would be a it, it, it wouldn't work super well but in my ideal world that's what i would that if it was gonna you know if i was gonna say something
0: i love it um so tell us how we can support you right now whether it's um getting involved with your doing signing up for the race if someone's listening to this yeah. and how can we support you or what can we do next to help you
1: yeah so what i'd love is i'd love to fill up our race with 100 people it's um Our website is leocorefit.com. It's L-E-O-C-O-R-E-F-I-T.com. And then it's backslash tower challenge. You can just find it on that main page though. And yeah, and if you're interested in any type of coaching or consultation when it comes to the health world, whether it's that you wanna run a 10K or mountain bike 100 mile in a 100 mile event or whatever it is, Um, you can you can get a hold of me the same way it's just Derek at leocorefit.com and so yeah that's my that's going to be my main way that I'd love for people to support is come out to the come out to our event I think I called it a race again see I struggle with even not calling it a race it's it's because and but I it's something that it's a culturally for me I'm trying to change that but yeah it's true it's it's more of an event it's it's something that we want to create some good memories so yeah, come, come out and support us there. And, and really, I love the relationship aspect of the endurance world and the fitness world. And so, you know, whether it's reaching out in any way, I'm, I'm always open to talking about new ideas about how to think about fitness and, and how to be healthy people, because I, I believe there's just way too many people out there that are mm. suffering from obesity and pain that could be avoided if they were if they were able to know the path. I think it's really hard now. It's so strange because we have more information than ever. But it's so it's interesting. It's like if I go try to get a toothbrush, I'm going to google right away like top 5 toothbrushes. Well, I could go down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out which is the best toothbrush and if I get the wrong one, I might think that maybe my teeth aren't going to get clean. And I and that just the doubt alone could throw me off track. And I think that that's similar to fitness. Oh if yeah. To lose weight, right? Like, well, should I do a ketogenic diet? Should I like fast for a week? Should I do paleo? Should I? um, I don't know. Like, you go all the way back to so many things, like Atkins diet, and all kinds of crazy things that over the years, and it's just overwhelming. And sometimes oh. just the act of going online and looking for like, what should I do? You're exhausted, but you're like, never mind. I'm not gonna I don't want to do it you know so um, I like having those conversations with people because I think that there are some core things that we can do and and really more than anything it's just sticking to it for a long time it takes so long takes 66 days to create a habit like that's insane when you think about it. but then once it's something's a habit it can really change your life so
0: I agree well thank you so very much Derek
1: yeah absolutely I'll come back anytime
0: Yes, I will have you back because I feel like I have more more, more questions.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.